Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Higongo and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite to talk about foundation skateboards, but first, disorders disruption. For their first video offering, Nija's Disorder Skateboards gave us a trip video with a Nija part tacked on the end. Jason, how did this video fit into Disorder's brand narrative? Well, as it happens, I was uh, doing some rudimentary internet research preparing for this podcast. I was looking at the Disorder webpage and they appear to have a brand narrative written out on there uh, by Nija, I assume. Actually, it's more like a mission statement, but I'm going to read uh, a couple excerpts from it and then I'm, then I'm going to try to answer your question. Fuck the normal. Be yourself. Be different. Live outside of the rules. For skateboarders, by skateboarders. I'm proud to present to you Disorder Skateboards. Please allow the chaos. That's how he signs off. Nija Houston. So based on that, it seems like Nija is kind of uh, positioning himself as an agent of chaos, kind of like the Joker in the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. But uh, watch this tour video. I uh, didn't really see a lot of that. There was one clip of, of someone getting arrested, like uh, kind of shoved in the back of a cop car or whatever. Other than that, it was just, you know, pretty straightforward skating rails and a few ledges and whatnot. There was one clip of him jet skiing. Um, don't know how chaotic that is, but with this video, like with, with Nija, kind of what you want to see is the whole like lifestyle. You know what I mean? That's what kind of makes him magnetic, you know, as a person and as a brand. So I would have just put a ton more like lifestyle footage, like clubs, whatever, you know, in there. That would have given the video like a little more juice. Yeah, it seemed like it was lacking a lot of what makes Nija interesting. Like, no babes, no mansions, no clubbing, just skateboarding like any other video. Patrick, what's what's your first first take on Disorder? Or not Disorder, the brand. I mean, that's been around for a little while. But what about this video offering? This is what happens when skateboarding takes over your life. No room for music, no room for art, no room for cool clothes, no time for discovery. Uh, not even an ounce of self-reflection. This was just confusing. Um, and not in a good way. And there's nothing disruptive about disorder. And I think a lot of it is this kind of, it's like fake, it's almost like fake punk posturing or the idea of punk. There, there's nothing subversive about this. And to both of your points earlier, you're right. Like if this has been a video centered around Nigel's hedonistic Orange County, I'm a rich dude in skateboarding lifestyle, then at least you could have had some voyeurism into something that you don't normally get to see in skateboarding. Just be like, y'all, I'm rich as fuck and I'm one of the best skaters of all time, right? At least then he'd be, you know, giving you the finger. You'd be like, okay, to begrudgingly acknowledge this as talented and I'm low-key interested in seeing somebody popping bottles and riding jet skis and slow-mo, triple screen, whatever. And like a cigarette, like a cigarette boat or something, you know. Exactly, exactly. Like a Miami, like basically like an episode, like a montage from Miami Vice. Like that should, if he had done that, if he had done that, it would have been like, okay, I don't like Nigel skating. I don't like his personality. I hate the fact that he's one of the co-owners of the LA Times, which I haven't read since they took over. But you mean you know, LA Weekly? Oh, LA Weekly. LA Times, I got other beef with them, but <laughs> thank you for the correction. But no, and I think a, a, a root cause, not the root cause is the music, because the music basically said to me, you don't give a fuck. Like, you're not interested in anything that resonates with you. Like, this music was put there because, oh, this is what's in. It's what's hip. And it's 
it's infuriating because I feel like you want to dismiss this like, oh, this is like a skate video by uh, a focus group, but a focus group could never come up with something this bad. However, like the skate, I, again, the skating was awesome, but whew. yeah, I do like that they skated to current rap a little bit, which no one really does. And actually, you know, just looking at like his trick selection and shit, I do think he's a sick skater. Like he does all that like switch heel, like lip slide shit. His ender was crazy. Yeah, like, that back uh, lip was bonkers. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was crazy. And like the switch heel, switch tail slide on that uh, hubba and somewhere near the beach, right? Like somewhere ocean right side. Near the beach. Yeah, 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 side. Yeah, like, like the skating is undeniable. The dude is a fucking maniac, you know, like. And it's a good team. And it was, maybe it's also the editing too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, like, for me, the beef is in the presentation, you know, like the skating is fucking sick. Like the dudes are good. They went on a cool trip, but it's like getting that footage from the camera to my screen, you know, something was lost in translation. And yeah, like it would have been sick to see like the debauchery and like Miami from from the perspective of a rich guy. Yeah, like we, we've seen Miami from the uh, bronze 56K, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts uh, snowbirds going down there and filming. And I love that footage. I love Max Club Deuce, uh, which is a, a wonderful bar with a surprisingly like chill vibe. Like, I thought I was going to get vibed out there, but I loved it. I would have loved to see like some footage of like Nigel and company like chilling like at the club, just like posted up, you know, that would have been. That would have been like, okay, look, just, just lean into it. Lean, lean into your, your, like, this is your role in skateboard. But he's trying to give us something with some meaning and like, nobody wants to see. Nobody wants, nobody wants to hear a, a, a disordered manifesto. Get out of here, dog. I'm down for the manifesto. I, I think it's good, but you got to deliver on it with everything you put out. Well, to be fair, it is like a tour video, which was filmed in two weeks, ostensibly. So I would uh, kind of like, reserve judgment or whatever until they come come out with an according to Hoyle video. You're you're you a kinder critic. You're a kinder critic than I do. <laughs> then, then you like that they film with over like a year, however long it takes people to make videos these days. But um yeah, back to the team. I kind of thought he would do it like Hasoy. Like everyone on Hasoy skateboards kind of looked like and, and dressed like him. He didn't do that, but I mean they're pretty good. Anyone ever y'all heard of any of these guys before? I think that I mean, Dominic, Dominic Walker, he's been around for a while. Maybe yeah, he was on Element. Yeah, I kind of think he was on Element too. Hmm. So speaking of Element, do you all think that Niger made the right decision by deciding to strike out on his own? Also, the logo is trash. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking at it right now. It's like a uh, like a circle. Oh, it's like a uh, like a cross with like another cross, like at a 45 degree angle. Yeah, I seem to remember that some folks on Slap were speculating about whether or not it had some sort of either uh, fascist or occult history, fascist but cult history. nobody could really quite determine what the hell it means. And also just uh, the, the graphics aren't great. But that being said, a lot of companies' graphics are not good right now. So, you know, I, I can't point the finger too harshly at night. Yeah, one, one uh, kind of thing they have that's kind of like, oh, crazy, is like one of the shirts is like, a tongue i guess it's like a woman's tongue with like a tab of acid on it with like the logo it's like oh acid crazy you know fucking trip out oh i mean if, if Nigel <laughs> wants to show just like him just like in the club rolling again like i encourage this like show us that show us that club you know show us club Nigel. yeah like it, it'd be sick if instead of a tab of acid it was like a zan 
Like <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be like a little more current. Or, a little more or current or edgy or whatever. Definitely controversial, given the. Uh... Who did? Did someone do a Xanax board recently? I kind of think someone did. I feel like there is a Xanax board out or there. Or is that just my imagination? Like. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised, but again, that feels like super '90s. You know, I was like, "Ooh, I'm being provocative with drugs." I was like, Dog, "Yeah, drugs." <laughs> I mean, putting like a Xanax there, admittedly though, is would be that much more controversial given uh, the, the benzo and the uh, opioid crisis in this country, uh, indeed across the world. Anyway, it might it might not even be acid; it might be fentanyl. Oh, it doesn't. That <laughs> That we that I do not rock with at all. No. Yeah, um, yeah, that's some bad shit. But um, I think I think it comes in like a, t- a tab, yeah, like that sometimes. I don't know. You are right, Jason. Maybe it's right to extend some space and grace here because it is a new company and graphics are hard and uh, there's backups at wood presses and you know it's difficult to balance what you think is going to sell with what kind of creative vision you might have and. I guess Nigel and I have radically different tastes and worldviews, but you know, like he started a skateboard company and I'm still working for the man. But back yeah. to the, the, the real question here, do you think he made the right decision by dipping out of Element? Like him and everybody else, because it seems like- Oh yeah, without a doubt. A whole class just gone after that peace video. Yeah, I, I think for sure. I mean, he probably could have had like negotiated a pretty good payday from Element, you know, like, hey, I'm like the, golden boy heading into the olympics like you know give me a good check and they probably would have but i think that it was time for nigel to spread his wings try out his own thing and you know kind of be the master of his own destiny i I think that's just like what you have to do if you're like a big time skater is like you have to go out on your own and start your own brand because riding for somebody else is just like a temporary thing like there's that's like renting and starting your own brand is like buying a house. Mm, that's a good point. What about yeah. the shod, for example? He's still chilling with real. I mean, I I think it's probably tough to leave real, you know, being that it's a beloved company and basically all his sponsors are come from Deluxe. So it's like if he left real, would he have to leave Spitfire and he's probably on Thunder, right? I think he's on Thunder. Yeah, you're right. So like, there's like, there's the distribution umbrella thing. Deluxe is beloved, and in addition to being beloved, available. Because when you start your own company, it's a big to do to find distribution and get your get your things in shops, whatever whatever your products are. And that's probably the hardest part about it. It's one thing to come up with graphics and start, you know, getting some boards done up, screening up some boards. But how do you convince someone? Even a Nigel Houston, you know, if I'm, you know. Patrick, the skate shop owner, I'm just going to be like, man, hell no. Yeah, like, yeah. would you would you order some disorder boards? I probably would. Like, I was really surprised. The video has 100,000 views. It's got, like, 500 comments. It's like, you know, Nigel's huge. He's got tons of fans. So I think if, you, if you're not carrying disorder boards in your shop, you're probably missing out on some sales. Yeah, I mean, and Patrick mentioned before, like, us and Nigel don't have the same tastes or worldview or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, because, like, we're like old, like your average person listens to podcast or, you know, watches, consumes skate media, the skate media that we do doesn't have either. Like target market is probably like, you know, 12 year old, which makes a lot of sense because most skaters are like 12 years old. So, and those are the kids, the people that are going to be psyched on, you know, him being the Olympics or like the best dude out or whatever. So 
Mm -hmm. So is there ever going to come a time where the naysayers will come around to Niger? And this is like barring any of the pretty serious allegations that have been leveled at him and his crew about parties that have gone down in his home. Is there ever going to be any point where a Niger will eventually become like a Chad Muska? Because Chad Muska was a lightning rod for controversy during his party days culminating in a very embarrassing uh, incident where he was doing graffiti on a wall and dropped the N-word on a security guard who was trying to detain him, or maybe it was a cop, I can't remember. But now he's like Farmer Muska. And, oh, yeah. You know, he's like, he's, he's, he's beloved. Best. Like, he's, you know, he doesn't party. You know, he's a serious and spiritual man. Yeah, I mean, who knows, you know? Like I always say, everyone got their own journey to go to go through, you know? But he's still, like, in his prime as a skater. So, so what about as a as a brand leader then? Because does Niger have the ability to say, let's think, let's say disorder coalesces into something um, a little bit more tolerable for our tastes and maybe puts out a video that you can say uh, without qualification is excellent and is like top five, top 10 of the year. Do you think Niger has the name brand to draw somebody from another big company to be like, yo, come ride for this team? Like basically, like come pull him in. Like, uh, do you think he could have done a shorties? Oh, um, I wonder. I, I think it's weird. Like, you don't really see Nija skating with people. Like, you know, Nija and another big pro. I mean, there was like Chase Webb. Like, I think it would have made a lot of sense for Chase Webb to be on this order. Yeah. Who else? Oh, he skates with like David Loy. So David Loy on would make make sense. Is it David Loy? The guy with the uh, with like the purple and green hair or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, (laughs) hair color. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he's David Lloyd. One of those dudes. Yeah, I I think he would need to pull in like a big name pro to like really turn heads. You know, like it would be sick if Disorder dropped a full length video. Everybody on the team has a part. Nigel's got last part. First part is new pro swooped from another brand talked about this with uh the homie better skate than never i think robert neal could be a good uh a good pickup for disorder mm-hmm. well would robert neal leave primitive maybe i mean you know primitive has like a stacked squad so you know being number Insane. two at disorder might be better than being number seven or eight over at primitive that's yeah, a good prim- point and robert yeah. neal is good he's good and he's got that like kind of like current rapper vibe mm-hmm. he, yeah yeah he, he's like he's a lovely guy I, I i've met him and spoke with him uh, quite a few times like he he so actually maybe then follow-up question is somebody like robert neal what niger needs like a number two or three who could be the bridge between niger and other skaters like a homie who can vouch for certain people in the industry and be like you know this person's cool they're all right she's awesome he's really good blah 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 you know, like certain teams like have that person who like, well, like we were kind of iffy about the team, but then X person uh, put in a good word. So we had to bring them on. Like, you had to put them in. The- yeah. I mean, that that makes sense. Like if they uh, like if another like respected, like up and up and coming skater or like a lead skater joined the squad, then yeah. Yeah, I think so. But like along those lines, like about like oh, what would happen if it sort of drops like a top five, top ten video of the year. Thrasher has been posting him on their Twitter a lot. I've noticed that, like... Niger? Yeah, recently. So maybe he's, like, getting some more juice with, like, you know, that side of it. I mean, the dude is good, and, like, Thrasher can't ignore that. 
You know, they can't just be yeah, yeah, like yeah. the best, you know, one of the best skaters in the world just doesn't exist. Like, you no, know, they, they have they've their made own that mistake before. What's up? <laughs> they, they've made that mistake before. Yeah. <laughs> the bands, like the bands on certain people being in the magazine. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Who knows? Who knows what? Uh, we, we. What's but that, like, it's a it's 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 a free country and it's a privately owned magazine. Like that's Thrasher is not <laughs> public property. You know they can you can put whoever you want to or not. Yeah. Whoever you want but to. I mean, like I think I think they fuck with them. Like he's been on the cover a bunch of times. Oh yeah, yeah. I but, think but, like, I think they fuck with him. But he also like the thing is, you know, it's I guess a gift and a curse. He's a skate rat. Like he loves skateboarding. He's he's hundred ten percent into skateboarding. Like that's all he thinks about and you know i think thrasher's down for that and he's also someone who's down to getting you know to go out on a mission and film i still think though to be honest like i like the miami stuff i'd like to see some niger in new york i'd like to see if he could hang in the city <laughs> new york niger would be crazy like just go and spend a summer in new york actually no if you want if if niger if niger wanted to cross over and really be quote unquote down he would go just post up get a crib in um bobby worris uh old building like right off of thomas circle in dc and just skate pulaski every day this summer i just i don't think that's where he shines you know i i think the mid-atlantic has incredible handrails you know like and we'll get into that uh in our next topic but um yeah i I don't think he's a plaza dude jason do you think that niger could hang in the dmv oh yeah i mean yeah, he he could hang and pull out as long as he doesn't wax the ledge. I mean, shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, like 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 Templeton said, like in New York, there's some there's actually some huge rails there that like very few people have touched. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what he could come up with. Yeah, along those lines. I mean, it, it will be interesting to see because again, like I don't love the manifesto. I don't like the graphic. Like the 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 vibe and the aesthetic of the company is is not for me. But you know, I'm also a old man. <laughs> you know, forty years was it was, was that Jay Z joined a, a forty plus crisp pair of jeans button up. Boo! So, yeah, that like that's Throw jerseys, <laughs> jerseys all day. Exactly. So like Nigel is you know like Nigel is he's he's speaking to the youth and you know he's um I, I guess like there's a lane like there's not just a lane it's a very wide there might be a whole freeway for this kind of this kind of skating and this whole kind of you know. I wouldn't call it subculture because there's nothing uh, subversive about it or submarine, whatever. I don't know. I think the way that he dresses is the most disordered, chaotic uh, thing about him. You know, like there is no one, absolutely no one in the world who dresses like Nigel. No, no. Eh, um, that's, kind of, that's kind of his thing, you know. But it's, you're right, Jason. He, it's his look. All right. Hard-hitting question. This is a design question that a colleague of mine always asks whenever we're doing um, interviews for work. If you wave a magic wand, if Nigel said, hey, uh, mostly skateboarding, I'm just like, I'd like to you know, write a contract for you all to be skate consultants for Disorder. I heard the podcast. I was feeling your energy. Give my brand a makeover to make it relevant. <laughs> if you could have wave a magic wand, what would, you, what would you do for this, for this video? I think I would have had it look a lot more like the Nigel welcome video that Ty Evans put together. You know, it's got some like VHS noise on there and like, you know, like scratchy cuts and stuff like that. Like felt disordered, felt like punk rock, but also it was in like ultra HD. So it had that like 
like pre it had like a premium quality to it. So I think that's that's where I would put disorder if I were in charge. Well, yeah, like I said before, I would just you know emphasize the lifestyle element because that's what you know makes Nigel charismatic and a kind of magnetic figure in the industry. Like, may, I don't know, maybe just film it like I don't know the VX with a fisheye or something. I but definitely wouldn't film VX. But definitely wouldn't film Nigel the VX. I mean, you got to be able to VX see the part. stunts. Yeah, you got to be able to see. Yeah. Or just these, I think most of it was fisheye. I think most of it was like some type of HE with the fisheye stuff. I don't know. But yeah, maybe do some like different graphics and shit. But I don't know. Most, pretty much most brands have, you know, shitty graphics like first run out. So, but like this one board, look at this, at this one board. It's like, it says chaos with like a trippy, like swirl design behind it. I mean, shit, dude, that's, that's not that great. Like, we can do better. I feel like that's, that's the least bad of them like <laughs> i think that would look not bad you know all set up it's just kind of like graphic and big i i actually think that the josie board that they did is pretty funny like it's yeah josie can say go and that's that fits what, the brand narrative you know like the what's like that from millionaire playboy you know hanging out with models like yeah oh that's, that's some model okay yeah, oh, it's, wait. it's Jose Canseco's daughter who's like a model. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's funny, dude. I like that actually. I, I guess if it was up to me, if I could if I could just wave that magic wand, I'd say swap out the music and just put in some Miami bass. And uh, yeah, bass. Miami bass or like some freestyle. No one skated to freestyle yet ever, except Dog. for um someone must I think some Australian guy did or something. I don't know. Oh I think a couple I think G Gino might have and like he did. one Yeah, he did extreme show me <laughs> yeah yeah that was dope but yeah oh. some like bass or like freestyle or some shit you know oh if, if they leaned into like the freestyle miami bass <laughs> and i just said like goodbye orange county hello miami dade <laughs> see I, I think for music you know he's got ties to the edm world he could get a full like uh bespoke music track done by like dj mustard or something you know like <laughs> I feel like that's that's what I would want to see, you know, like just just full on like make night like this is a brand built around Nija. I don't know, maybe yeah, maybe, that would be dope. yeah. Maybe he's some, scared. Some... Maybe he doesn't want to, you know. Maybe he's having a bit of like a image crisis right now. You know, how old is he? Mike would know. He's like got to be like twenty three. Hold up, um, twenty seven. No, he's twenty seven. Yeah. Oh, he's at that. He's at that. He's at live fast, die young. But it looks like he's making smart moves. He's making smart, uh, hopefully smarter choices with his life and time. Um, yeah, I think I, I would honestly just like change the music. Like I, I could leave the graphics, but if you come through with fire music, who cares? But you know, it, it depends. Like, uh, but if he's gonna actually, if Niger and company just like would were pumping out stuff like once a quarter, then you'd probably have to be like, okay, now I can't tune this whole team out because they are reliably putting out content. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, you got to be um, everywhere. Yeah, like in like in this Invisible. day and age, you really you really need to pump out content. Like I also looked at their TikTok, and their TikTok has twenty k followers, but I don't know what that means because there's one girl I know who's just like a regular girl, but she's kind of hot or whatever. She makes those TikToks where like people like lip sync a song and there's text over it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she has ten thousand followers, so I don't know what the follower counts on TikTok meaning, but I have no idea. Worth. For what that's worth, this order has 20,000 TikTok followers. We, we got to get the youth or something like that uh, to explain this to us grandpas. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know, Templeton, I think you, you were on TikTok for like a hot second, then it was off. Like, I was wondering if you were going to like uh, balloon into just like low key, like a uh, TikTok personality. Yeah, it ended up not being for me. <laughs> but I, I knew, I know somebody who's big on TikTok and he, he said like a million TikTok followers is like 100K Instagram followers. Yeah, I figured it was something like that. 100k would be even 100 just well i don't know you know what it's like the, the shit is brand new i guess we'll see there are this isn't the worst company to come out from a, a pro you know pro who struck it out on their own like there, there's been some pretty bad ones oh yeah like actually like this gentry, is at least the skating in here chris, is tight kingdom skateboards with chris and rick at gentry <laughs> hey man they they had a brand <laughs> narrative they had a vibe I kind of oh, always yeah, look yeah, forward to yeah, those yeah. ads. Yeah, the ads, exactly. the ads are sick, dude. The ads are sick, and uh... <laughs> but no, Nigel is like you said, he is a skater, dude. Like I remember my homie um, out in Salt Lake City. He's like showed me some clip of like after a uh, like a street league contest. There, he was just like playing skate with local kids, like in some hotel parking lot, you know. So that's tight as shit, dude. Like he's a total skater, but yeah, I mean, I would I would wait until they come out with a. a According to horror video production, to be like, oh, this company's whack or whatever. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, we shall. It's like it's it's early. It's all, summer just started uh, here in the U.S., so it's basically like uh, you know. I think I think we'll 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 see what happens. Um, I mean, the Olympics is probably going to take up. That's the other question: is like the Olympics is going to take up a lot of Nigel's time, training and and uh, you know qualifying and everything like that. And do you think it's possible to devote? equal time to both of these endeavors the running a brand like starting a brand you're like this is in still in startup mode and training for the next olympics and basically like i just shit the bed in the last olympics he didn't even he didn't podium and i think he's he's a man who with a with an ego you know takes a certain amount of ego to enter a competition and i think he probably wants to get, at least get podium at paris 2024 so but oh, they're doing 2024 they're not like pushing it back a year because they pushed it back Nah, dude, it is uh, from a logistical and planning perspective. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's all planned ahead and shit. Also, insurance, that's the other thing, too. That's why it took forever for them to cancel a lot of the major sporting Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, like, what do you, how do you train for Olympic skating anyway? Just, like, skate? Like, he's skating anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't think training is that crazy. Like, maybe you learn, maybe you learn a couple new tricks so you can, you know, surprise your competitors with. But I think that, uh, it's probably more about keeping yourself safe, you know, and not getting broke yeah. off skating street. Yeah. So maybe he'll have more time to be in the office and, you know, approve graphics and make phone calls to distributors and stuff. But we'll, we will see. Well, from very new companies to very old companies, Foundation has been doing their thing for 33 years. And their latest video, Splendor, got us thinking about Foundation as a brand. Patrick. Where does foundation fit into today's skateboarding world? To make a comparison to English Premier League soccer, I think that foundation is a bit like um, maybe like a, maybe like a, an Everton. You know, they're a team that has been up and down in the rankings over the years. And just when you think you can count them out, they come back with something really good. Um, I'm thinking a lot about when I first started skating in 94, 95, foundation was in a pretty awesome space. Tom Yeto in general, like Foundation and Toy Machine had great teams respectively and put out amazing videos. Like I loved, still love Rolling Thunder. When I started getting uh, tape trading with folks on skateboarding messaging boards, 
I got some of the earlier ones like Magic F, was it Glam Boys on Wheels, mm -hmm. Superconductor, Super Collider. And then later on, you had uh, that next pivot that they did with uh, Art Bars. So Foundation, I think when you're a company for this long, you can kind of just do whatever you want and somebody will be paying attention. I mean, the 33 years has nothing to sneeze at. You know, 33 years to be running a business of their size, they must be doing something right and people are buying their board. But this was actually really nice. This was actually a really good video. Surprised to hear the levelers in the, in the soundtrack. And one thing that did annoy me a little bit was Ariana Spencer being like kind of tacked. It felt like she was tacked at the beginning of the video. Um, I know that she didn't have as much footage as other skaters in there, but it's just like, there's something about it like that felt kind of, um, it felt kind of unfinished and weird, but like it was a fun video. Like Foundation always could, puts out good videos, good videos to put on to get you pumped to skate, good video to put on at the shop while you're waiting around or you're doing something. Uh, Jason, what did you think? And, and then also, what do you think about where does this stand in Foundation's history, long and storied history? Oh yeah, well, it's, it's funny. Foundation has always kind of been like in the shadow of other companies that they've been like associated with. Like they started off kind of underworld, on like underworld industries and they were kind of like the poor man's world industries for a while like but they introduced the world to like heat and ronnie krieger got himself on a skateboard so that was pretty tight then yeah with art bars they kind of became like a garage rock like artsy type of company i don't know that was when ethan fowler was in his like nation of ulysses era you know kind of before his like stoner rock era but that was also when like Zero and um, was Zero under Tommy? I don't know. Yeah, Zero was blowing the fuck up, and uh, yeah, Tommy Machine was blowing the fuck up. But so like for the past like I guess like this century or whatever, they've kind of just been like like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, like just a straight ahead, like middle of the road. Like we're skateboarding, we're gonna jump down some rails, we're gonna ollie some gaps. We might do some technical shit. You never know. So that's yeah, that's kind of where they're at. Like is uh. Is Sinclair the team manager over there, Mike Sinclair? I think so. Has been for a long time. I'm not sure if he continues to be. Yeah, I yeah, I fuck with that guy because he hooked up a bunch of dudes from here in Richmond, like Josh Swires was getting flowed by them for a minute, and also like Gilbert, like when he first came out, like even before he got on like the Jamie Thomas program. Yeah. But uh, oh, Mike Sinclair is tight, and like the thing about Foundation is that they have they've worn themselves a really nice groove in the industry. They are a company that they've kind of gone in and out of fashion so many times that they've kind of just, they're just there. And, and I mean that in the most positive way possible. That's kind of the thing that you almost want as a skate company. So that when people are, when you put out a video or somebody gets added to your team, hopefully people react with like a pleasant surprise as opposed to being like, who? Cause the nineties and the early aughts were filled with companies like that. Um, I mean, even now, goodness, but like back then, God, there were so many. Yeah, they, they've kind of, like you said, worn themselves a groove so they don't get the like big highs and big lows. They're just like cruising, which is probably a great place to be as a business. Mm -hmm. But like, um, you know, there's like what a handful of other companies that have had the same type of longevity. Like I think Real is 30 years old. Who else is 30 or 30 plus? Uh, I mean, like girl Powell and Santa Cruz, those guys are like even older than B, that. Uh, girl, almost world, of course. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if World even makes like boards anymore, or is a functioning skateboard company anymore. I know they really make think, shoes. Yeah, but. I know. Like the rest of the stuff is all under the the Dwindle umbrella. And I think. It, oh I, yeah, yeah. If you count Dwindle, then yeah. But like, it almost feels like if you're in that lane when you're like a, when you hit 25, 20, 25 years, 
the rest of the rules of uh, running a skateboard company don't really apply to you because hopefully you've matured as a business, you know, there's proper payroll, accounting, distribution, things are running as they should. But at the same time, though, I, I sometimes like I sometimes wonder what what would it have taken for foundation to be instead of a middle of the table, like a top six, you know, extending my metaphor to Premier League soccer, like a permanent like they're always like always got the best skaters, best videos, best graphics, always in the running for doing cool shit. Or do the wheels fall off for everybody like they did for Alien in a very spectacular fashion when it ended that first time? Yeah, I think you can't stay on top forever. You know, I, I think even more than Alien, like look at Zero and how far they've, they've dropped or Black Label. You know, any, any company that's been on top, Powell, you know, like, any, like no company can stay on top because, you know, we're kind of like, like a fad-driven industry. So what's, what's hot now is not going to be hot in a couple of years. So you got to, you know, if you, if you happen to be at the top, you got to enjoy that ride and prepare for the downfall. You know, like World famously sold themselves when they were at their peak, which is like the most uh, wise thing you could actually do. Yeah, it was, it was a MySpace move. They were like, you know, Rocco was like MySpace Tom. We all have these pleasant memories of when Rocco was on top. Same thing with MySpace. And now they're gone. They'll never come back. But you know what? You're happy that they made the right decision at the right time. Yeah. And I, I think an interesting thing about Foundation is Todd Swank is still there. So it's not a zombie brand. It's had the same guy for 33 years up at the top making decisions. I'm sure he's not you know, as involved as he once was, but it's, it's not a zombie brand. It's, it's had that same captain for all those years and that matters. Yeah. As far as your question is, as to why like they were never like S tier or whatever, I think like one thing to have, I'm just looking at this this thing that Temple then linked from Thrasher in the notes, like the, the foundation family tree that was in Thrasher. It's this like crazy infographic of like everyone knows they're on the company ship. Like most of the dudes that were really transcendent that were ever on, like left to go somewhere else, like Krieger, Heath, of course, like who else? Like Omar Salazar when he was a youngin. You I mean, know. Leo Romero even left and he, yeah, I feel like I, I forever associate him with foundation. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, that that's one thing. Yeah, it, it's... I wonder if I it's a so budget they, thing, you know, because all those dudes, I'm sure, would have stayed had they not gotten a, a better offer somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And at what point do you say, like, hey, I don't care who my board sponsor is as long as I'm getting shoes, getting paid from shoes, getting a travel budget from my other sponsors? I mean, you know, this is something we've, we've kind of danced around in previous episodes. You know, at what point is it just like, I oh, just, you know, do you feel cool? Just be like, oh, I get boys from. I wonder because I know that the shoe spot, the big shoe sponsors are concerned with who your board sponsor is. So I wonder if if you ride for foundation, are you just not even in the running to getting mm -hmm. on a Nike or Adidas? I don't know, because I like, was uh, like Deshaun is on Toy Machine. Don't tell me that people at Nike or Adidas hate Toy Machine because otherwise we're going to have to start some fights. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, also Blake Carpenter's on Toy Machine. He rides for Nike. So, yeah. But, I mean, if you look at the foundation team right now, I don't think anybody's fully on a shoe. I mean, Dakota Servold, fully on America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all like America type shit. Yeah. But, you know, because this was filmed over the last two years because of the pandemic, it has a lot of regional stuff. And I really like Dakota Servold's part because of Oh, that. yeah, he ripped, dude. Yeah, I saw it. I read his like, interview with New Thrash or whatever. And he's like, you know, a sober type of dude or whatever. So that's tight. Yeah, I mean, as far as like the jumping, jumping down stuff, 
subgenre of skating. Like he's he's pretty up there, I think. Also, like the first part that Corey Glick guy, there was some like pro- progressive lead shit in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one eighty to crooked grind on the bank ledge. That was sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had he had some shit in there. So because it's much easier to post a video um, on YouTube, have it hosted on Thrasher or on some other platform, and you don't have to pay to manufacture, uh, to design a cover, make copies, you know, manufacture a video and distribute it and sell it to shops. Do you think it, it's it's kind of giving a lifeline to certain companies so that they're like, hey, like we don't have to spend all this money making these physical tapes? I, I think it's the opposite because when when you sold tapes that was a revenue stream so the video paid paid for itself and now the video doesn't earn any money maybe it earns a little bit of money on advertising but if you post it with thrasher you're not getting any of that advertising money yeah i think it was i think chris Markovich said in some interview where he was like when he was on prime they're like all right we need money let's fucking you know make another video you know what i mean so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was a big they used to make like hundreds and thousands of those things yeah and i guess you know because you have a dedicated um especially in the 90s you know you're hungry for anything i mean oh yeah do, do either of you have any videos you're just like why the hell do i have this you know like why did i but you bought it because it's like it has skateboarding I need yeah it. that's the only because that was the only video they had it was like <laughs> it was like uh, actually one time um, i went i went to my shop to get a uh, goldfish and they didn't have goldfish or whatever and uh for whatever reason and i got like i said i got Fight fire with fire, which ended up being a really good video. Yeah, great video, but definitely no goldfish. No. Yeah, it's a, yeah, true. Although I have, uh, I got the like the deadbolt video, deadbolt. parental advisory. <laughs> what? Like, I've yeah. never even heard of that, dude. I, I my mom was pissed. She's like, "What have you this filth you've bought into my house?" <laughs> I was like, "It's a skate video. Chill out." <laughs> but like the the soundtrack was really cool. It had like. Uh, Oh, but it was it was a shelter shelter song. It was a society based on bodies. Oh yeah, the, no shit. Yeah, for the intro, and then uh, Green Day, going to Pasolacqua. What else is in there? Bad Religions, Modern Man, an all song, Olive Lawn. Oh. So, yo, you can't have a video coming out ninety one, ninety two, and not have some Olive well, Lawn. I'll, I'll on have there. to look that up because I yep. was wondering if anyone ever skated to Shelter. Yeah, it, it, it's very good actually. I'll look up um, that yeah. will be. But it, it, it's, you know, like, it, it's it's one of those things, like, um, you know, that video was, like, hideously out of date by the time I had started skating, right? And yet, I was just, like, it's skateboarding. Uh, I traded somebody something for, like, I think a shirt for it. Like, just to have more video. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to go back to those times. Certainly, the videos were more special, but, you know, having new gnarly footage beamed into my eyes every morning mm-hmm. is pretty good. Yeah. Like you don't you don't feel left behind on the discourse. I mean, can you imagine if there's like a canteen or something like that? We all hung out and you're just like, what? You didn't peep the new bronze video? I have to no. I have to have like a like a note like a note on my phone with like all like the new videos like that I need to watch. Otherwise, I'll just like forget. Yeah, you know, that, that's that that's how I curate shit. Yeah, it is. And like, and yet, here's one thing. Foundation has been there for all of that. Like. And looking back on some of their videos, like Superconductor, Super Collider, like Ronnie Krieger was a star, you know, he was a star in there. And it was like the, I think it was kind of like quasi Goofy Boy era. Um, mm-hmm. But then you fast forward, like, I think it's like a year and a half later, maybe, to uh, Tentacles of Destruction with Steve Olsen in the intro skating to... Quicksand. Movie? Quicksand by David Bowie. Yeah, My that God. was sick. Yeah, that was, yeah. Ooh, what an intro. My, but then, like, 
who made the decision to put Steve Olsen with that quicksand intro and then is it Lee Peterson with the Lee Peter movie? yeah Lee Peterson and uh, Tentacles of Destruction worst video part of all time Jesus Lord like and you know what uh, you know what I wonder what if does his style would it translate to now oh no this like he skated like I mean like a bunch of people skated slow back then but like he skated like mad slow and he looked kind of like uncomfortable on board and uh, he did he had did some sick ass tricks like he did like whatever fakey like, hard flip to no slide or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was mostly the song. The song was like the most annoying song that I've ever heard in this game video. It's like almost impossible to describe. It was like some like beatnik poetry. Yeah, some guy reading like beatnik ass poetry over some like 1950s like bossa nova instrumental or something. Oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really weird. It just like, oh, it's just yeah, like, really weird. I remember there's like, it's like in a face that may be hurt, an ass that may be hurt. Yeah, like, some, yeah, some shit like that. I mean, it's not really the worst video part of all time. That's an insane statement to make. But like, I remember watching it and I was like, uh, dude, this song's so bad. I can't watch this. Yeah. And like, especially in the context of everybody else who was in that video, like Heath and Beagle having a, Josh Beagle having a shared part, Frank Hirata, uh, Berra, you know, all those people who were really, really good. And then it's just like, and it's weird too because like you say like also he was on one on he was also on 101 yeah he was on 101 he was in the first he was in the 101 uh like world war ii promo yeah i think him skating to the joker was actually worse though oh no that was cool i thought <laughs> yeah i don't know that like, era, no that was cool i still think uh best best part in that whole video is like it's costing by a country mile but then also i love the fact that gabriel rodriguez just a taste skating to savage yep. that was cool Yep. Rest in peace, that guy. Yeah. Oh my goodness, a real one. Yeah. Um, won't be another one. Oh god. Actually, you know, Foundation also had like an interesting history because like some trippy people. Like there was that era, era where like Jason Rothmeyer was on Foundation, Richard Mulder. Who else? There was a couple people like who bounced around and were on Foundation, and then it was like, were they on? Not on? Markovich again. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about that. Hard bars. Oh yeah. Holy shit. My goodness, I forgot he was in there because that was after Element. Yeah, that was when they became like a uh, like a garage rock theme company. I don't even know how to describe it. Dude. Yeah, it was like that 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 Ethan Fowler era where he like I remember the interview in Big Brother where like he started wearing all black and listening to Morrissey because Mike Vallely gave him a copy of Viva Hate and yeah. And I was a teenager and he was probably only like a couple of years older than me, but there was just something bizarre about it. It was like you know you all ever have any like cousins or you know or relatives where you're like close in age or maybe a little bit older than you and maybe they come back from a trip college wherever something about them like they decide like oh you know i'm punk rock now or like i'm really oh, yeah. hip-hop yeah, yeah just- I, I think that started when like i think one year like at the moonster competition he uh he skated in like all black with a, a cradle of filth shirt really like forward thinking you know and like oh, dyes their black all that shit it was 97 yeah, something, yeah, something like that. But then he became like, like I said, like a, like a nation of Ulysses type of, type of guy. Wait, hang on. Was it Europe '97 or Europe? 96? Yeah, it was. It was one of those. It was okay. around then. It was not '96 because '96 was the year of the boycott. So it was either Europe '97 or New- Europe '98. Nope, it was Europe '98 because I remember, I remember that video very, very, very well. Yeah, I mean, like, shit, dude. If you want to see some like authoritative skating, just like go watch any of those Ethan Fowler parts. And it just like no in retrospect, it's just kind of like we all have that phase. We all have we maybe we have multiple phases where at some point like you're in your twenties and then you decide like I'm just gonna wear all black and <laughs> and listen to Cradle of Filth or 
or Morrissey or wh whatever it is that uh, that you decide to go whole hog in. It's a lot harder as you get older. I've learned. Yeah, I'm I'm just in the same phase, and I'm I don't think I got another phase in me. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm well established in my current phase, mm -hmm. but might so, be stoked to try something else out. Which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on Spitfire Wheels. I am ending a six-week break from skating. I took six weeks off and had to do like a whole bunch of other stuff on weekends. Uh, some work stuff, some personal stuff, some medical. But i uh, been keeping up on the program. been doing Matt Pilates. I'm really stoked on that. I'm thinking about whether with Pilates Studio. Uh, going skating with a couple of buddies is a nice way to dive back in. I'm really stoked on the, the Taishan uh, the new the new Adidas Tyshons and the Yankees colorway. Those joints look fire. I need them. And um, part of the thing that I've been doing over the last couple weeks, like I've been really getting back into cycling, and uh, I've been biking. Uh, I've been biking to the beach. It's about a twenty mile trip. Uh, yeah, twenty miles round, round trip. And I've been doing it on single speed, and it's kicking my ass, but it feels amazing. Um, it's really fun. A single Jason. speed, like a like a fixed gear. Oh no no no! no. I got a brake on it. No, it's not. Definitely not a fixed gear. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm stupid, but not that stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, what am I stoked on this week? Well, Venture Trucks, of course. Stoked on Edit coming out of Philly. Like Philly skateboarding has probably has like the best farm system out of every any like sports team out. Like they keep like producing like rippers and like they're a bunch of them in this like Flinch Edit by Andrew Meyer. It was linked on Thrasher and everything. Uh, stoked on the rock and roll band, The War on Drugs. I went to see them in Charlottesville last weekend, Charlottesville, Virginia. It was like super tight. And uh, also, speaking of Virginia, um, the homies over at the bus crew just dropped like two tour videos, I guess. Not really a tour, just like skating on the road and shit called like Roadheads. They dropped like part one, part two. I guess part three is coming soon. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Templeton, what are you stoked on this? I, <clears throat> again, don't really get out much. Uh, I'm stoked on the return of hummingbirds. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. There was a hummingbird nest uh, kind of right at eye level. Been watching that, and the birds actually died, or the little uh, hatchlings, they died. And just this week, the mama hummingbird built a nest right on top of those dead birds. So we got a new hummingbird nest two new eggs in there like just yesterday so stoked to observe life unfold in the tree in my backyard that's what i'm stoked on uh, and that's it for our show this week be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes uh, until next time you can keep up with us all week online patrick where can the people find you you can find me on twitter at colonel k speaks or on Instagram at Pikigongo, and also doing stuff as the acting executive chair of the Harold Hunt. Jason, where can the people find you on Bobby 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 Digi Digi Jiggies Internet? You can find me on the internet uh, on the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on the Instagram at Frozen Carbonite. I think I'm at Frozen Carbonite on TikTok. I don't remember. And writing stuff for CoreXX.com. Uh, new shit dropping sooner rather than later. Maybe uh, within the next two weeks. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, Templeton, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We will see you guys next week. Later. Society based on bodies. 
some freedom. Spend our life teaching it around. Hey, the movies in the magazine. Just where a place. Where the fashion, the cash in. And our pretty face. In my society. Everybody's 